0: what is good everybody welcome to the instant reaction podcast i'm rob stats Guerrero. alongside me is levin black and levin for the first time in what feels like way too long it's a happy recap as the 49ers get a last second game-winning field goal from robbie gold they get the 23 20 win over the rams what do i do with my hands the 49ers have won a game
1: I don't know. I I'm conflicted. If I'm being honest in this, you know, I texted you that towards the end before they hit the field goal. I'm conflicted. Cause while this no. should be a completely happy podcast,
0: no, there's
1: the little birdie in the back of my head going, well, oh, crap, there went any chance of getting a top quarterback.
0: Oh, see like, okay, we're going to get into, that. we're going to get into that and we're going to get into what is going to be the craziest end of a season for the 49ers that they've ever had because they don't even know where they're going to practice or play games after this week. So we're going to get into all that. But first, let's focus on the game itself. The 49ers defense was unbelievable in this game. Unbelievable. The only reason they won is because their defense is incredible. They first they forced four turnovers, including a pick six from Javon Kinlaw, which I don't hear all the Buckner haters now. Suddenly they disappeared or the the haters <laughs> of that trade, I should say. Um, they were incredible. The The Rams basically could do almost nothing on offense the whole game as, as Grant Cohn tweeted, Robert Sala is, is coaching. Like there's a job opening in Detroit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I tweeted prior to the, well, not prior. It was like ap- right after the game started when the defense was looking for real, I think it was maybe in, in the first quarter, uh, either that or the early second quarter. I, I said that if the Niners are out of it at the end of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit jumps the gun and tries to get him hired before the end of the season when there's going to be a whole lot more competition. Because he is looking like if you want to hire a defensive coach, he might be the top candidate out there.
0: Every week goes by, he seemingly puts his name you know, higher and higher on on other people's list. He, I mean, they were incredible today. Like they were shut. you know, the 49ers offense was struggling at points and it's like, okay, we got our backup quarterback and he's terrible. If you're the Rams, like what's your excuse that you couldn't again, put together an offense against a division foe, the 49ers and Robert Sala and Kyle Shanahan own
1: the Rams.
0: That's it. Like it is, it's just every time they play them, the 49ers find a way
1: to win. Yeah. You actually said almost exactly what I tweeted at halftime. The Niners are down a whole bunch of starters, whether due to injury or COVID. The Rams aren't. So what's their excuse? You know, I was talking specifically about the offenses there because both offenses were a joke today, like complete terrible. I mean, this is one of those games that if you look at the box score, you go, well, Mullins wasn't that bad. He just didn't get a touchdown. No, he was completely garbage. He was Brian Hoyer bad. And I said that too during the game that Brian Hoyer has led better offenses than the one that showed up today. And let's, let's be honest here. I th- I think there's something to be said now. These two teams have played enough during the, during the two head coaches' eras that they both have that I think they know each other's offenses really well and they can help the defense shut down the other offense because – these games, you'd think, two of the best offensive minds coming in, they would be shootouts. They almost never are. I think there's only been one game that was high scoring. All of that was them a have been. Weird game. <laughs> there's only there's only been one, and for the most part, it's been, you know, what defense can step up, because the offenses have not been able to do anything. That's been a large part of it. Like there's been games where the Rams don't do anything, and I, I think of what it was, it like seventeen to three, one game, a couple a year or two ago, that the Niners just dominated. But even then, they weren't able to quite really take control with their offense, and it was still somewhat in doubt. They, they they'd know each other too well, but at the same time, the Niners always come out on head, showing that you know Shanahan is the master and McVeigh is the student.
0: The 49ers' defense, as I said, was fantastic. Richard Sherman was back. He got an interception really early in this one. Kerry Hyder has been like the find of all finds. He has been incredible for the 49ers. Imagine what their pass rush would be without him. I mean, it's not very good with him, Levin, but without him, there would be nothing there. I mean, he's a monster back there.
1: Yeah, and we've talked a lot, even on our own show, and others out there have talked about it a lot, about bringing in somebody else to rush from the edge to replace D. Ford next year, because there's almost no way D. Ford's brought back. I mean, he's been a nothing burger because of injury and that's not going to change anytime soon. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Unfortunately, the Niners renegotiated his contract prior to the year, which made more dead cap hit if he's cut, but they still save money by cutting him. So we, everybody's been talking about, well, they might spend big money there to make once again, have two quality edge rushers. Well, maybe they go with carry Hyder on the other side of Boza. Maybe he is good enough. That they deem, you know what, he's he's good enough that it's not worth spending money there.
0: He was fantastic. Four tackles, two sacks, four quarterback hits, recovered a fumble. Like He was an absolute stud. Frankly, he played the way I wish Eric Armstead had played for most of this season. Although, according to Akash and Kyle Posey, they think that Armstead had a good game this week. I'll have to watch the film before I decide either way. But, I mean, Hyder's been unbelievable, and if they could bring him back, that would be awesome because, yeah, like you said, give me Bosa and Armstead and Kinlaw and Hyder. And then it's like, okay, that, I can live with that as a defensive front for the 49ers. The defense today was fantastic, and I hope it has Rams fans from sea to shining sea just absolutely fury.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I want to address this because we have been as critical about Salah as any, I think, podcast out there. We have criticized him heavily in the past, and I do think he has one huge Achilles heel. He will not adjust quickly. But when it comes to actually making a game plan and executing throughout the game, he's shown himself to be phenomenal this year. He creates phenomenal game plans. Now, if say a corner suddenly is out at the last minute and you got to <laughs> promote a guy from practice squad. Maybe he doesn't adjust. Yes, that would be a negative. But other than that, I mean, that that seems to be the only real negative to his defensive coaching is that he doesn't adjust quick enough, but his actual game plans are amazing. And we have given him credit on this show saying that he might be a better head coaching candidate than defensive coordinator because he's a phenomenal motivator. He is that guy that gets players amped up. So I I would be shocked at this point if he doesn't get a head coaching job. Because that defense has been so great, despite all the injuries.
0: Yeah, I I was wrong. I said earlier this year that I didn't think he was going to get a look, but I mean, he keeps stacking you know games like this together, and he's absolutely going to get a look. Jennifer Lee Chan was tweeting uh, that somebody tweeted out a list of candidates, and she quote tweeted it and said, "Oh, you should add Robert Sala to this." I was like, Jennifer, sh- just sh- no, don't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Come on, we don't need that. But the defense was fantastic. And on offense, Levin, there was one guy for the 49ers that did anything in this game. Debo freaking Samuel. And I don't know if he heard your claim that Ike's a better wide receiver or what. He was awesome. 11 catches on 13 targets for 133 yards. There was one play in particular where he caught a short pass over the middle and there's like three rams around him. One of them's got his arms wrapped around him. And he just keeps running and shrugs all of them off and gains like 10 to 15 more yards.
1: You know, it's funny because prior to the game, I was actually a little sad because my draft crush in that draft was A.J. Brown. And he had a huge, long touchdown. T.O. T.O. You know, I'm, I still think A.J. Brown's a better receiver. If I'm being honest. But then this game comes on and I, conf- I forget all about it. I'm. You know, Debo, I will say this. Debo is a perfect complement to Ayuk. I don't think Debo is a true number one. I think he's more a number two. He's kind of like a Jarvis Landry. He's a more physical Jarvis Landry and doesn't quite have the elite quickness and speed of a Jarvis Landry, but he serves that role. And that's more of a number two role where he gets all the underneath. He does a lot of the screens, things like that. Whereas Ayuk is the guy that has all that potential to be everything as a receiver.
0: And the crazy thing of this game is the 49ers run game was pretty much non-existent. They ran for 115 yards on 33 carries. That's only three and a half yards a carry. Raheem Mostert was not very good. He, he had two two 2.7 yards per carry, including a fumble. Jeff Wilson had a fumble. God, we couldn't hold on to the damn ball. And it didn't matter. I mean, Debo Samuel was enough. Anytime they needed to play, which I loved, they went to Debo. And Aaron Donald was terrorizing them all game, and they didn't try and get cute, and they didn't. Debo slant pass, and he would catch it, and he would run for yards, and that's what they needed, and it was just enough today.
1: Yeah, and can we just get one game where Ayuk and Debo get a play together, right? Please, <laughs> once, because it's like I was just saying, they're like perfect complements to each other. I think Ayuk is a similar player who is better at the deep ball and not quite as good at like an end around whereas Debo is the short yardage monster when it comes to the different routes he can run I want to see them together even with Nick Mullins who likely will miss them when they're open I still want to see them together like <laughs> yeah and,
0: well you said it about Mullins man look 24 35 for 252 yards no touchdowns one pick it was tipped at the line and then intercepted I thought he was absolutely horrible in this game. Here's Shanahan after the game on Mullins. Quote, I was real impressed with Nick today. Says Mullins was in a tough play, uh, tough spot playing against the Rams defense. Quote, he kept letting it rip and made enough plays for us to win the game. Okay, that's not really a compliment. If you win the game on a last-second field goal, then you could say he made enough plays for us to win the game. I mean, he wasn't very good, but they won I the mean, game. So people are going to give him a pass.
1: Debo's yak won the game. Yes. I mean Yes. You can say, yeah, he hung in there and he's still letting it fly. Yeah, at a two-yard out route that turned <laughs> into a 20-yard game. I mean, <laughs> he, yeah, it, he, I think he played decently in the fourth quarter. He kind of turned it around a little bit, like that last drive. He was impressive on the last drive. But that first half especially was, I mean, it, it was not NFL quality, put it that way. It was the quality of quarterback that does not, have a job in the NFL very long. And I think it's fair to say I don't I don't want to turn it all negative, but I think it's fair to say he's regressed this year from what we saw 2 years ago.
0: Yeah, I mean this it was such a weird game. It was shaping up for the 49ers to get the upset, right? They're getting turnovers. They're they're turning the Rams over, stopping the Rams on defense. It was it was great. But then every time the 49ers had prosperity in this game, kind of like the Saints game, they gave it right back. I mean, it is maddening. They force the fumble. They get good field position. Mullins gets the ball intercepted, right? They intercept Goff later in the game. And what do they do immediately? Fumble the ball away. Like it was the defense was doing everything they can to give him the upset. And the offense was doing everything they can to lose the game and give it right back to them.
1: You know, I, I had the thought during the game this is the least excited I've ever been for a game. The Niners, they were up 17 to, I think, three at the time. Yep. Like, There's been nothing in this game other than defensive plays. But at the same time, yes, the Kinlaw was exciting, the the defensive touchdown. But every other turnover was, yeah, we got the turnover and then we went three and out. Like there was no real excitement there. You know, it it was just one of those games where both teams were so bad on offense that even when the defense made a big play, because there were seven turnovers in this game, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) So it, it would, you would think that I, I like defensive games. I'll say that. Like, I like defensive games. I wish the league would go back to a more defensive uh, rule set. But this was not one of those games where it was just phenomenal defense and you were like, wow, this is a great, great defensive game, de- defensive battle. No, it was two offenses that could not execute. It was two offenses that played absolutely terrible, which means when there was that big defensive turnover, you were kind of like, wow, they really did that bad on offense. You know, it, it wasn't so so much an excitement of a play for a big defensive play. It, it was just one of those games where I sat there the whole time going, wow, this is bad. This is bad.
0: <laughs> it was, I mean, the Niners were three for 14 on third down, which is like, that's hideous. That, that, that is brutal, especially coming off a bye with extra time to prepare. But made enough plays to win, I guess. <laughs> Thank God for Devo Samuel.
1: I I will say that as bad as Mullins played in this game, there's at least two quarterbacks that were much worse than him this week. One's not really a quarterback. Quarterbacks or people that were under center. (laughs) Did you see the Denver guy's stat line? Uh, He had more interceptions than completions, right? Uh, Same amount. He. At one point I looked and he well no, he did have more. At one point I looked and he was 0 of seven with an interception. I think he finished one of nine with inter, two interceptions. Like but then Taysom Hill had like seventy-eight yards passing. Yeah, Kendall
0: Kendall Hinton, was that his name? I mean
1: Yeah, I feel bad for the guy because he was a wide receiver on practice squad and literally what got two days notice? And right?
0: he had never even played wide receiver in an NFL game, let yeah, right alone quarterback. Yeah. Here's how bad it was. It's just as we take a quick, quick aside. (laughs) The Broncos actually asked the league if one of their coaches could play quarterback for this game. One
1: of the coaches. You know, I don't get that. I heard, I heard them say that I was watching the red zone channel earlier and they mentioned that during the first set of games. And I thought coaches, why wouldn't their team president be the quarterback? (laughs) They got John Elway there. Like, why didn't John Elway just suit it up one last time? That would
0: have been <laughs> fascinating to watch. Like even if it was for one series, I would have been glued to the T because I bet you that he can still throw. I bet you right now, John Elway has a better arm than Nick. Muller. Yeah.
1: He's not one <laughs> of these. He's not one of these retired quarterbacks to let themselves go. Like he's still in good shape. Like he still works out all the time. Supposedly I've, I've read that or heard that. I, I actually had that thought and it made me giggle because it's like, you know, that probably would have been a better option and if I was the NFL, I would have said, we don't care what the rules are. This game's getting flexed into Sunday night football. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> no, no way it makes a return after like
1: 25 years. No, but I mean, getting
0: back to the Niners game, it wasn't pretty, but it was a win. And like, I, I know that you, you're conflicted. Niner Nate is texting me during the game, actively rooting against the 49ers. Like,
1: yeah, see, I, I don't go that far. I'm, I'm truly conflicted. Like my wife, she came in towards the end and uh, I think it was right when the Rams were punting the ball back and she goes, Oh, you guys might win. I go, "Eh, yeah, I I don't know how to, (laughs) I don't know what to make of this. Like it's one of those things where I'm watching the game and the fan in me wants to win. But the logical part of my brain is going, if you win, you're not getting the top quarterback. Like, five wins already, there's no shot at it. Like, that is over. And I think that's an important line to draw, but we'll get into that more later. But I do want to say that maybe the season's not over. I think there's at least a slight glimmer of hope that if Garoppolo can get back sometime in the next, what, few weeks, I think he could come back, then maybe this team, if let's say they're like six and seven. With eight playoff teams, maybe they could get in at nine and seven. And if you put Garoppolo on the team that was there this week with Ayuk as well, that's a team that could potentially make its way to the Super Bowl. I think it would be an extreme long shot. I'm not sure they could beat a Chiefs team, but there's no guarantee the Chiefs make the Super Bowl to begin with. I think that if you put a competent quarterback, which I know we're tough on Garoppolo, and both of us are in the boat of finding a different quarterback in the offseason drafting specifically but he's not a terrible quarterback he's an above average quarterback we're just both in the boat of he, he he's decent but you can find upgrades and you need to because you can't really win long term with a decent quarterback in the nfl and don't forget
0: the Cardinals lost to the Patriots today. Like I was watching that. I, I don't care about the draft pick, right? Like all these fans that are like, oh, we have to lose out. Like the losing will take care of itself, but they're going to lose more games this season. Why not root for a win? Like I want to see my team win. There's a million things. You and I did a whole podcast episode 11 about all the different things they could do a quarterback. There's a million different things. They could trade for Sam Darnold. They could They could trade for Dak Prescott. They could trade for Aaron Rodgers. Like there's a zillion things, right? They could give up the 2022 and 2023 first round draft picks. Like we don't know what they can do, but I'm just not automatically saying that the only way that they can get a quarterback is if they lose out the rest of the way this year. Like I'm just not going to do it, especially since the way we got our starter now was through a random trade that we had no idea was even happening. Like, Don't do that. Don't just wish away the rest of this season. I know it's a long shot they make the playoffs. I get it. I know it's a long shot even if they make the playoffs that they do anything in it. But you know what? Those sometimes are the most fun years. 2011 was a really fun year because out of nowhere, the 49ers went 13-3 and and it was like, holy crap. And they got into that playoff game against the Saints and totally blew everybody's mind. Like, forget the draft pick. It's not even December yet. Like, let's just win some games and see what happens.
1: Right, like so look at the remainder of the schedule. I mean, the Niners had this gauntlet middle section of their schedule. Well, they're almost out of that now, and the gauntlet isn't as tough as it looked early in the season. I mean, yeah, next up, they're playing Monday night against the Bills. The Bills are still a really good team, and they're a running quarterback, which is the bane of the Niners' defense. But they don't have that tough of a schedule. I mean, they have the Cowboys after that. So let's say they can beat the Cowboys. Let's say they beat Washington and they have Arizona in the final week. So if you give them those three wins, which yes, those those giving any team a win against anybody is to be taken with a grain of salt. But if they get those three wins, that's eight wins on the season. That means they need to win, I'm guessing need to win either the Bills game or the Seahawks game to get to nine and seven, which probably gets them in the playoffs. Like that that's not that tall of a task, especially if you get Garoppolo back. I can't remember what the first game back he's eligible to come back for.
0: I can't remember right now off the top of my head, but like, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, it's crazy. They could lose out on their own, but like they could win out too. We we have no idea. I mean, if Aaron Donald wasn't there wrecking the entire game plan today, the 49ers might have looked a lot better on offense. And guess what? We're all done playing Aaron Donald. So... (laughs) <laughs> you know, let's just see, like, I'm, I'm not in the lose, lose, especially for, for who, for Kyle Wilson from BYU. Like who the hell's Kyle Wilson? We have no <laughs> idea this guy can play. If we're talking about Trevor Lawrence. Okay. But you know, we're, who are we talking about? Trey Lance? Like, yeah, he's exciting, but like, who the hell knows? Like, give me the wins, man. Give me the wins. I'm just going to enjoy this. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. Nobody knows what's going to, they don't even know where they're going to practice, which we're going to get into, but like, could we just enjoy a win and not have a freaking sourpuss
1: on our face? Because now pick's going to be worse. Give me a break. <laughs> I agreed. I mean, the season's not over, which is kind of shocking because they're five and six and they got so many injuries, but I mean, look, look on the bright side, looking on the bright side is they don't get to play at home anymore. Well, the yeah. Niners are four and two on the road. So that's actually <laughs> probably a good thing.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. Like. <laughs> Maybe they're better off on the and you know what? They they know how to go to Youngstown and hang out and still have success. Like they are kind of prepared for this. So why don't we we'll do this? We'll take a break and then we'll get into what happened to the 49ers and what's gonna happen going forward because pretty much anything is up in the air and there's a lot of interesting possibilities that we're gonna talk about. So we'll do that after the break. All right, Levin, this is not a conversation I expected us to be having, but this is 2020 and basically it's the year of the unexpected. And so for anyone that doesn't know by now, there is a new public health order in Santa Clara County and it prevents the 49ers from playing games at Levi's Stadium due to the pandemic. They can't practice there at Levi's or anywhere in the county for at least three weeks. And so the 49ers are going to have to find somewhere else to exist for the rest of this season. And it's pretty much all up in the air right now. Uh, Pro Football Talk has a quote from the NFL that says the team is going to engage with Santa Clara County to learn more about the order. Um, And the league added that it is working with the 49ers and they prepare during the off season four backup plans in the event that they needed to move operations and have an NFL stadium available for games. So apparently this is all part of the plan. The 49ers are going to try and work it out with Santa Clara County 11, but right now it's possible the 49ers are going to be house guests looking more and more likely in Arizona for the rest of the season.
1: You know, when when you really think about it cuz there's been some things thrown out there. I mean, people have thrown out San Diego, which I think their stadium's like half demolished, so that doesn't really make sense. Perfect. Yeah, uh, people have thrown out the Oakland stadium that's sitting there. I don't know what the state is of the old Oakland Raiders that's- stadium. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the state of it is, but I don't. I mean, it could work, but I don't see it working, just because I don't. I don't see San Francisco allowing it. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't see. That area saying, oh, Santa Clara doesn't want you? Sure, we'll bring in all sorts of people to our, to our area. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think any area truly wants these games played where they're at. Because they don't bring fans, which means they don't bring the revenue that comes with hosting a game. So there's no benefit to allowing it. Right. So that tells me that it's got to, I would, I would be willing to bet, place a bet on it's another NFL team. Because there's another logistics here. You can't go to a market that hasn't been dealing with the NFL yet because the NFL has all these COVID rules for hotels. They have hotels lined up well in advance for the players to be in so that they can truly be away from other people and risk getting it from random people that could be in the hotel. So if they were to go to somewhere like Youngstown and play it like Youngstown State, because since there's not fans, it doesn't really matter the size of the stadium. It just matters that it has a field. I don't I don't see that happening because then the NFL has to go to a whole new city government and go, hey, this is everything that we require. Whereas if they just share with like Arizona or some other team that's willing to take them, they've already got their hotels lined up. They've already dealt with that big logistics part of it.
0: Yeah. According to PFT, that's a really good point by you. There's a whole other side Aspect to this that the NFL is probably not going to want to have to deal with a league source confirmed to PFT that Arizona is quote a leading landing spot if games must be moved, but there are a number of potential options. Um, I mean, where are they going to practice too? And it's not only playing the games; they got to find somewhere to practice now. The players are going to be away from their families because if you if you go, I think, more than like 150 miles outside of Santa Clara County, when you come back, you have to quarantine for 14 days, which obviously is not going to be possible for the Niners to play every week. So they're going to be away from their families. Christmas is 25 days away, basically. Like, that sucks, basically. For all the food, yeah. that sucks. There's just no way no, around it.
1: No, I did see one interesting practice scenario. It might be that they play their games one place, but they still practice somewhere near home. And one of the places thrown out there is where the Raiders have their training camp, which is up in Napa. Mm -hmm. So if they're able to stay practicing, then they could still be at home, and then they just essentially play a road game every week. They have to fly out on Saturday every week. I, I don't know which one's better. I don't know whether it's better to be away from family, which I think does affect you after a while, especially this time of year. But always be in the same place. And so when you play a home game, it you're not know, traveling. Or to be at home with your family during the week and then just travel to the game. I don't know which one's better. But I think there are options where they could stay at home to practice and then travel for a game.
0: You know, and it just, to me, it makes today's performance, especially defensively, so much more impressive. Like, there's every reason in the world for the Niners to just go in the bag for the rest of this year, right? For guys to say, you know what? We've had a thousand injuries. Our quarterback's out. The guy we got in there sucks. We're we're not getting Bosa back. You, the Seahawks and Rams are miles ahead of us in the division anyway. We're you know we're like the 11th seed coming into this game. Get, let me just collect my check. Stay healthy. Let me get back to my family and just we'll we'll go get them in 2021. They had every reason in the world to do that, and they didn't do that. They came out there today and they played their is off. And that's such a credit to the coaching staff, to Robert Sala, to Kyle Shanahan and to those players, because it could very easily have gone the other way.
1: Yeah. I mean, credit to them. I, I think a majority of the fan base probably has thrown in the towel or at least did prior to this game. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's hard to get a true representation of the fan base because uh, newsflash Twitter is not an actual true representation of the entire fan base. Twitter is definitely much more thrown in the bag. I think from what I've seen, at least in the interactions I've seen, but that's not the entire fan base. The season's not over. I mean, that is the number one takeaway from this game. The season's not over. Not yet.
0: Did you ever see the movie major league? Duh. When Jake Taylor, the catcher is in the locker room and they find out that the owner wants them to intentionally lose and move the team. And he says, well, I guess there's just one thing left to do. Everybody looks at him. Win the whole thing. And the whole locker room goes nuts. Yeah.
1: So who's going to be the lady that they take a little piece off after each win? Every time we win, we feel a section. I can't do, I can't do a Lou Brown
0: voice, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea who that would be, but um it's it's going to be wild, man. I literally have no idea what's going to happen the rest of the season. Here's Kyle Shanahan after the game on the next steps for the 49ers. Quote, I'm not sure. We're working our tails off to figure it out. You guys want to know the answer? So do our wives. Like, that's how crazy it is. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I don't even think the NFL knows
1: at this point. That's crazy. Kyle Shanahan sounded just like you in that. <laughs> Are you are you suggesting I should find the audio and
0: put it in the podcast before you
1: post it? No, no, I'm just messing with you. That, that's the type of mood I'm in. See, you're in a good mood
0: because the 49ers won. You're not conflicted. I'm I'm throwing the challenge flag on that.
1: You're not conflicted. You're happy. You know I will say this: the more I talk it out in this podcast, it's almost like therapy. Doing these instant reactions. Like, I start talking, and as I bounce things off of you, you bounce things off me, I start to come to a true, full conclusion on what I just witnessed. And the more I talk, the more I go, holy crap, we could still do it. Like, it's still possible. I don't think it's likely, but I at least have a glimmer of hope. You know, I got the little twinkle that, yeah, they might be able to stay afloat enough to get Garoppolo back and then really be a team good enough even without Kittle, still be good enough to potentially win the NFC, which I don't think is as tall of a task as it was last year. Did they put Kittle on season-ending IR, though? I thought they did, but yeah. I see, these are remember. things that I, I never – normally I would know this right away because it would be something I I want to know, but uh, I kind of assumed the season was over, so – Right,
0: so it didn't matter. <laughs> uh, so the Niners are the 10th seed in the NFC right now. They got to get up to seven as it stands right now to make the playoffs. But if the NFL has to cancel a week, which they seem intent on never doing, but if the NFL did have to add an extra week, they would automatically add an eighth playoff team in each conference. So the 49ers would have even less distance to go. But the Niners are 10th right now. They're five and six. They're tied with Minnesota, who won today, almost lost today. They got to win over the Panthers. The Bears are the eighth seed. I think the Bears are going to drop like a rock. Mitchell Trubisky is their starting quarterback right now. They got, I mean, they're in just as bad a shape as the 49ers. I don't expect them to hold on to that spot. And Arizona lost today, like we said, to the Patriots. So they're at six and five right now, and they're in the seventh spot. Like, it's a long shot, but it's possible. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if they do it with no home base to practice in and no home stadium to play their games in, like, It would be one of the most incredible runs we've seen in NFL history.
1: Yeah, that's certainly true. I did just look it up to make sure so that we're not sounding like idiots here. Neither one were put on season ending IR from the looks of it because Kyle Shanahan was quoted at the time saying Garoppolo is a four to six week window, whereas Kittle is more likely eight weeks or more. So if Kittle were to return, it would be playoffs at best, most likely, but that does mean that we now, we've we now played three games plus a bye week without Jimmy. So Jimmy could be back. I mean, if it was four weeks, he'd be back this week. But considering we've heard nothing, uh, I'm guessing that's not happening, which means I would bet Cowboys or Seahawks is when he returns. God, can
0: you imagine if he comes back before the Seahawks game and the 49ers need a win? And Garoppolo rallies the team to a win and plays well against the division rival Seahawk team, who, by the way, may have everything sewn up by that point. Like their schedule is cake the rest of the way. They may be, have nothing to play for. Jimmy comes in and gets that win and the Niners sneak into the playoffs. Like how are they getting rid of them
1: after this season? You know, I, I don't know how they're going to get rid of them. It's certainly possible to get rid of them. I don't want to put that out there, but there's been some quotes from players like McGlenchy's quote, you know, talking about how they are pretty much fully behind Jimmy. Like the team believes in Jimmy and the players are, see Jimmy as their leader. That's a tough sell. I mean, it, it's hard to go to a Super Bowl and then get rid of the quarterback when it's mostly due to injury. I mean, Jimmy did not look good prior to the injury, but he never really got a chance either. It's weird. Like, if they move on from Jimmy, there is an aspect of this that Kyle's going to have some people that don't agree with it in that locker room.
0: Yeah. Look, they, it was one thing if you could move on from Jimmy and get Tom Brady, right? Like, who's going to question that?
1: The ultimate leader, right. the greatest
0: quarterback of all time. We got a Super Bowl roster. Like, yeah, we're doing it. Um, but, like you said, if you get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for uh, Kyle Wilson, if you somehow were able to get him or, even Sam Darnold like yeah there are going to be big time locker room questions for sure especially if they don't get you know off to a fast start next year but we're we're jumping ahead many many steps here for sure but i mean the roller coaster of this season has been absolutely Incredible. Like, you, I was so high coming into the season. They lose week one, players start to get hurt. You're down in the dumps. Now, you know, they win a couple of games and you're like, hey, maybe we're pretty good. And then they start to li- lose to Miami and Philadelphia and I'm down in the dumps again. I didn't really expect anything coming into this Rams game. Now they win. And I'm like, you know what? I at least have to be interested the rest of the way. And if you had told me that they were going to have all these injuries and all these COVID, you know, the, all these guys going on the COVID list. And at the end of November, you had a reason to be interested to watch the 49ers. I would have taken it in a heartbeat.
1: You know, it's uh, weird. I will say that there is one thing that is for sure pretty much happening at this point. And we need to decide on something because you are almost definitely losing that bet about somebody getting a thousand yards.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. Ayuk I- was the only guy that really had a chance and he didn't play, so... I mean, he would have to have an amazing finish, and with Debo back, I don't see that happening.
0: Man, most are really let me down. (laughs) Like, do you realize the thousand-yard season is only sixty yards a game? It's not really that much. I I thought I was a shoe in. Kittle, yeah, Kittle still leads the team in receiving. Oh man. (laughs) Well, here I hate to break it to you, Eleven, but good luck getting me to agree to anything on a bet. I'm almost guaranteed to lose. (laughs) Actually, you know what you're wrong? Nick Mullins has over a thousand yards passing. I'm good.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, cause that counts.
0: <laughs> oh man it, it has been a week. Let me tell you, for me personally, it has been a week. I had to take my daughter to the emergency room like right after we finished the podcast last week. my eight month old daughter, it was it has been a week, okay? I'm exhausted. But you know what? Everything is good with my daughter and everything's good in my world because the 49ers have won and i i am just going to enjoy it i know i don't know what happens next but like for for 24 hours i'm good
1: <laughs> so i can do whatever i want and you're good
0: yeah i had a boss that said you can do anything once
1: <laughs> and he was totally right that that is definitely true you can do anything once anything. there's just a lot of things you can only do once yep
0: that that's accurate <laughs>
1: well that's not true i you can't do anything once because there's no way at all that uh Mullins is gonna throw for like 400 yards in a game i think he no hands. way not this think, year well i wasn't really thinking pre- previous games ah. but you know there, there's things that certain people are just not capable of but i, I i'm being my uh overly literal self here. I believe the phrase
0: you're searching for is pain in the ass.
1: Yes. Like I can do, I can do everything. Uh, I'm never running a, an 11 second to hundred yard dash. Like that's never happening. Yeah. That would be impressive. Uh, I mean, you could put donuts at the end of the finish line. I'm not getting there in time.
0: All right. Let me ask you two questions before we leave. One, do the 49ers finish with a better record
1: than the Cardinals? I'd have to look at the Cardinals remaining schedule, but my initial reaction to that is no.
0: Arizona has the Rams next week, then the Giants, the Eagles, the Niners, and the
1: Rams again. I'll say no. They might tie, but I do not. I see the Cardinals getting at least two wins there, which gives them, what, eight on the season? I think it's a long shot for the Niners to get to nine. so. The Cardinals are 6 and 5, if I'm not mistaken. I just think it's a tall task for this Niners team to make up a game. Like I think they could easily tie, they can make up one game. I don't see them being able to win two games.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals are 6 and 5, the Niners are 5 and 6. All right,
1: do you think the 49ers make the playoffs? No. Like we just said it's possible, but anybody is saying if they were forced to pick right now, anybody Saying yes, they make the playoffs means they have to think it's a better than fifty-fifty shot. Right? Well, it, it's not, so I have to say no. Man,
0: if the Rams beat the Cardinals next week, the Cardinals would be six and six. The Niners would have a chance that like. There is so many crazy things that could happen. I, I'm, my head is spinning I mean, trying to think of them all.
1: The Niners, I I'm kind of nervous. Let's put it that way for this game against the Bills because. Josh Allen is not the type of quarterback the Niners do well against. But at the same time, the defense has been on a different level the last handful of weeks. You know, they've been better this year. And as good as Josh Allen is running, he's not a runner in the mold of a Kyler Murray or even a Russell Wilson. He's not necessarily elusive. He's just fast enough and big. You know, he's a Cam Newton. He's not a guy that's going to make you miss.
0: Yeah. And he's going to give you chances to turn the ball over too. He's kind of reckless with the ball at times. So it's, uh, I've been worried about that game because I think Sean McDermott is a really good coach. Uh, I feel a little better about it now than when they were playing earlier in the year and Josh Allen was on fire, but uh, yeah, well, let's go. Let's see what happened. That's why they play the games. As they like to say, it's going to be fun. So buckle in. Enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy the fact that you're going to have relevant football, at least for another week, you're going to have relevant football as a 49ers fan. Uh, Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. By the way, you'll get this show. You'll get all our great shows. Niner Nate's going to be all fired up. He's he's texting me that he's rooting against the team. And then when they win, he says, oh, forget it. Let's win the rest of the games then and go to the playoffs. Like he's all over the map, but he's fired up. You're going to get his show. You'll get the Shannon plan, which I'm sure will have a film breakdown of what we saw today and really get into the nuts and bolts of why Nick Mullen stinks and why this defense is fantastic. And then some other show on Thursday, some two guys will be back to do another show. <laughs> Unless you're going to, Bail on me. If anybody bailed, it'd be you. Hey, I did the show the same night my daughter went to the emergency
1: room, okay? I don't bail. That might be true, but we all know who the talent is on the show, so
0: the guy that didn't even know if he should be happy or sad <laughs> after a win. <laughs> Give
1: me a break. Gotta make it interesting. That's what talent does. Oh
0: god. All right, that's where we're ending this one. For for <laughs> the talent. I'm Rob Stads Guerrera. Go Niners. Enjoy it, everybody.